Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? Ah, it's going pretty good for the most part, besides my fantasy football leagues, because all those took a big giant shit. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's been that kind of year for me. It's been the weirdest league I've ever, or year I've ever had in coming comes to fantasy football. Tons of leagues, been in first place, had some first round buys, uh, scored a lot of points in some leagues. Some leagues, I was the highest scoring point getter. Uh, didn't even make the playoffs in those leagues, so don't have to worry about those ones. And then every playoff game I played, every single one, even after the buys, one and done. One and done. How many times did you get Kenyon Drake in that? Oh, I Kenyon Drake myself when nice. uh, Josh <laughs> Jacobs was good to go. So I benched Kenyon Drake for Josh Jacobs. Uh, and I would have won that game if I would have kept Kenyon Drake in. Dang. But whatever. I don't get mad about it. It is what it is. You know what I mean? It's two, wh- two weeks ago, I, I benched uh, Slayton and uh, A.J. Brown in the Scott Fishbowl. Totally would have moved on. And you would have moved on? You'd have yep. been one of the final 12? Yep. Uh, oh, no, no, no. It was the week before, so it would have made to this week i benched um this is mitch. the final week mitch. I, I, yeah mitch burned me and i i crushed it this week who too t- i would have been doing so well who told you to bench bench mitch well i asked both of you guys and you guys both confirmed <laughs> Whoops. that, I, that, that I should go with gardner Minshew. 60 percent of the time it works every time man i can't wait in the nerd episode we're gonna talk a little uh we're gonna talk about some uh bears we're gonna do third year breakout players in the nerd episode the today bears. talk about uh anthony miller you know, guys like that. We're giving away secrets. Oh, just no secrets. To be the nerd herd. Oh, sorry. You're not a part of the club, fellas. You should join that club. Uh, today, we're just going to do some general dynasty talk. Uh, we've probably been wise to put some questions out there on Twitter. Um, maybe we'll do that in a couple, two weeks, do some answer some fans' questions at the end yeah. of the year. Um, but next week, I know we're going to do the di- first annual ever Dynasty Nerds podcast award show. Ew. Uh, we're going to give away some awards for uh, all kinds of various topics. <laughs> yeah, like I got the trumpet in. Dang yeah. it, Garrett. I yeah. said we were going to download a sound <laughs> for that. <laughs> he, nailed, he nailed it. Nailed, nailed it. it. Nailed it. So uh, that's what we're going to do next week. Today, we're just going to kind of do like, you know, this is it. This is the Fantasy Football Championship weekend. Hopefully, a lot of you guys are there and have not been completely unluckily unlucky how i have been uh i don't want to drown in my sorrows i'll be back next year like all my teams but uh this is it after this the season's over so how do you guys like here we are after this week's game's over say you you win uh, you know a lot of credits and you got some championships under your belt do you like to like do after the season ends right so it's tuesday afternoon of next week season's over officially the draft stands how it stands you know your roster. For the most part, your your trade deadline is now open. Again, mm-hmm. there's no more trade deadline, so trades are back open here. Do you guys are you guys active immediately after the season's over, or do you guys like to decompress? I mean, it's probably more so for us that talk dynasty. You know, 365 days a year, and every single week we talk for hours on it as well. Do you guys take a step back, or do you right away? Like once like that trade deadline opens, get right in there and start sending offers. I mean, right now I'm already getting out ahead of it and thinking of offers I should make or or could make. Same. But in general, like I don't make I don't make a ton of moves because I don't think a lot of people are ready to. 
So, I mean, you know, you can go out and try, but uh, I find it slows down just a little bit for everybody, I feel like. For the most part, right yeah. away. Yeah, I, I attempt to as well. And, and I've, I find a lot of that, like, dude, the league just ended, like, last week. Like, chill out. We haven't even gotten to the real NFL playoffs yet. Like, let me see what's happening. So, I get a lot of that. But every once in a while, you'll get somebody that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to I talk about such and such a player. And, you know, you, you can have uh, times to get certain deals. And it's, it's a good chance to buy buy low on a guy that just had a really disappointing season you haven't had a chance to like recover and like get your rational mind back from being frustrated because they screwed you in the playoffs or whatever so you you can capitalize on some of those things yeah and that's those are the guys i like to target like right after the year ends i like to look for players that might have disappointed on a team um first thing i like to do for all my teams is self-evaluate every team right what are my strengths what are my weaknesses okay these are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. Okay. For my strength side, what other teams in my league have that weakness, right? So I'll go through everybody's roster and see, okay. All right. Matt's team needs wide receivers. I'm strong at wide receiver. Garrett's team needs wide receivers. I'm strong at wide receiver. Uh, every other team's kind of good. Okay. Where's my weaknesses? Oh, running back. Okay. Do Garrett and Matt have any kind of surplus or running back or any running back I feel like they'd be willing to part way with, ways with or is there one that I want? offer okay they don't have it okay what team does have a surplus of running backs or tight end whatever position of need is and i like to i like to look there first and then try and send those open offers to kind of see like you said some people will be like hey man the the season just ended i'm like whoa whoa man i'm just trying to you know i'm just trying to get laid down like some groundwork so we yeah. open dialogue hey i agree man we got we got we got time we can work this out you know just don't tell me no baby come on give me some time here have this drink loosen up a little bit so I like to like start laying groundwork there to open, you know, open the process and try and, you know, make some things work here. But I think a good thing to do right after the season's over is just self-evaluate. You have one team, 100 teams, 20 teams like me, you know, self-evaluate your team and be honest. We, tell, we say it all the time on the podcast, right? Be honest with yourself. Okay. Where did you finish? First of all, did you, did you just, were you like me and just really unlucky? And that's why you lost or didn't make the playoffs. And it's just maybe it's not your team's a problem because you'll have that, right? You'll have a good team and it's just, just I mean, got screwed. Definitely in the playoffs. It's luck. You know, it's you get the best team ever and they all have a dud. Yep. Magically. And it doesn't mean your team wasn't the best team. It just means you weren't going up to win it that year. It happens, you know, and you don't need to make drastic changes. You just go on to 2020. It's no big deal. But, being being honest with yourself and saying, okay, this player's for sure going to break out next year, though. That's why my my team didn't break out because Corey Davis didn't break out. You know what I mean? Like Rich told me, Sony Michelle was guaranteed to be a running back one this year, and I banked on that, and he didn't. So this is Rich's fault, and Sony Michelle probably will break out next year, <laughs> or if not, I'll just draft it. I'll just draft the guy in this twenty twenty deep class, and my problem solved. You know, it's like you have to have contingency plans no matter what. Okay. You know, we're going you know, to carry Johnson. I think carry Johnson, we were a year early. He's going to break out next year. Okay. But that doesn't mean he's guaranteed because look what happened next this year. Cause he didn't break out and what happened to me this year. I have to have a contingency plan in place just in case this happens. Who, yep. who can I get? You know, I'm not shooting for the stars. <laughs> I'm shooting for the middle. And I think that's important too. In, in dynasty as a whole, this is through the regular season and certainly in off season, you know, everybody's always trying, and we've we've said this a couple times on the podcast. It's it's pretty evergreen, though, and I feel like it needs to be said every year. Everybody shoots 
for the big trades, right? Like, no. oh, how do I get Michael Thomas? You know, the the one one wide. I mean, Michael Thomas is cemented himself as one one wide receiver, right? Oh yeah. Like, how do I get Michael Thomas, or how do I get DeAndre Hopkins? Ooh, how do I get Christian McCaffrey? Oh, Alvin Kamara hasn't scored a touchdown in twelve weeks. I maybe I can make him a little bit cheaper right now. You know, everyone wants to make those big trades for those big players. And there's guys I talked about in this offseason, like, oh, go out there and get John Brown now because he's probably going to give you minimum wide receiver three numbers. You know, the small trades. You shouldn't be afraid. Not even afraid. You shouldn't not want to make the small trades and target some, say, say you have a competitive team, a competing team, right? Uh, you get you lost in the, fir- the first round. Look at some older players that are out there. What teams have got some older players on there that I can go out there and acquire because I know I can get them cheap, okay? And start working on a deal there. You know, do I have to give a draft pick? Do I have to give up a player? What does he need? What do I have? The small trades make your dynasty team go around too, and it's more so just for depth because we're all going to need depth yep. in 2020. Right. We're all going to deal with injuries. We're going to deal with hiccups. Um, people out for the year, bye weeks. You need those guys to get by. And sometimes those small guys, like a player like John Brown, can turn into something bigger down the line and really carry your team into a championship or a playoff run. So the first thing is self-evaluate your team and see where you are. What are your, what are your needs? What, what what do you have a surplus of? And kind of start coming up with a game plan going into that 2020 season. Something you said that I think is, is good to hit on because you talked about people – saying like, you know, oh, in this in this draft class, I'm going to I'm going to grab this running back and it's going to solve all my problems. Well, I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make is because unless you own a drastic amount of the draft picks in that given class, everybody else's team is also doing that. They're also getting a new piece to add to their team. They're also getting a new running back. They're also getting a new wide receiver. You're not the only one that gets to draft. And so your team's not the only one improving there. So if if you think that just one running back is going to make the difference, most of the other teams are probably doing that too. No, so ba- so sure. basically, yeah, at, at best, you're just treading water with them. Exactly. And really- so unless you own, you know, four picks in the first round, that's the only way only through the draft that you're getting better. Yeah, a lot of dynasty players will do that. They'll stay they'll stay very narrow sighted. By narrow sighted I mean their team only. Right. Right? Like like you said, like, oh, I'll get this player. Like you know like nobody else is drafting in the draft. Right. And not even that, like you have like now with just your where your team stands, where do the other teams stand in your league? Like, is there a powerhouse in your league that can't be beaten? You know? I mean, if it's quite possible that way, then you're most likely looking at twenty twenty one. Then for like, if you have a team that has DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Tyree Kill, Jarvis Landry at receiver, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, the one-one this year, Lamar Jackson and George Kittle, like that team not beating them. That team is gonna be tough to beat, bar an injury. You know, when you can't proceed in twenty twenty. So it's like, okay, how do I compete with this team? Or what team won it this year? And what teams were in the playoffs? How do I compete with those teams as well? Like, how do I get better against them? Of course, you want to make your team better too, but you also have to be aware of your surroundings. It's a you know with your whole league. It's not just you. It's what other players have. What 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 players are? What pick do they have? How do I jump that player? Okay. Oh man, you know, Bill has pick six. I have pick seven. He desperately needs a running back. I got to get ahead of. Okay, I don't need to get one one, but I have to get to one five. You know, I've been there. Sure. Leagues like. I know for sure, like, okay, there's three, four good running backs that are going to go. Like, I need one of those guys, and this guy is for sure going to take them. So then my focus becomes, 
how do I jump Bill? Yep. Right? Sorry, Bill. You're a douche. And I got to <laughs> jump you. Call this Frogger because I'm getting ahead. You know, you have to somehow get a plan just to get in that situation to jump that guy. And that's and that could be a folk. That's like, okay, it's, that's part of my offseason notes. Get ahead of Bill in the draft. What does it take? Now I'm approaching all four owners. Hey, I have pick seven. You have pick five. What takes to come to five to seven? And what if, takes to four to seven? What takes from three to seven? And if you want to get those picks, get those picks now because they're only getting more expensive. The opposite is also true. If you own those picks, don't trade them away now. They're not worth as much now as they will be at the combine, at the draft, at your draft. I know, I know we've said that before, but you have to you have to remember that because I've even found myself the one that preaches this often, thinking like, oh, well, I do have the one one in this league, and that guy is kind of interesting, blah, blah, blah. It would it would do me a disservice to trade it now. Everybody's going to want those picks as we get closer. If I trade it now, I'm I'm trading at the lowest possible value at this moment. Conversely, if you're trying to acquire a pick, Try as hard as you can to get those picks now because they're not getting cheaper. No, for sure. And you shouldn't. And honestly, you shouldn't really be selling picks now either no, because you should not be selling those picks. Go about, unless you could for sure get like a true proven player that's not old, that's talented. Because some of these guys are in a bust. But the same, chances are that deal will still be there in two months, and and you'll probably be able to get more the, for it. Well, the odds are with this. What I what I could foresee happening here, how deep this class is is actually the price can go down a little bit because people are like, oh, wow, this class is so deep. Okay. Right now you say, what does it cost from four to seven? <laughs> you know, that's a big difference. They're like, oh, dude, I want the house. But if you do all a rookie study, they might be like, oh, dude, I love, like, I love Travis Etienne, right? The, right. Say, for, for example, like, yeah. okay, but I know, I know after the draft, uh, Swift is going ahead of them. I know so-and-so teams t- needs a receiver more than anything. They're taking Jerry Judy or, you know, CeeDee Lamb or somebody. Yeah. Then I know J.K. Dobbins is going to go, and I know Jonathan Taylor is going to go, and I know um, another Romex is going to go. Yeah, so it's like, the, or one of those other receivers. Oh, yeah, whatever. so I can get him at five or six. So I know like, I could probably get ETN. If I don't sure. get ETN, then I can get, like, uh, you know, Chuba Hup, you know, one of those. The guy that you like, get the, that price can go down just a little bit just because – the draft is so deep. There's such a surplus. There's such a surplus. Way, so maybe I'd be like, I'm okay with that. By the way, there's a rumor Chuba might go back. For school? Worth. Yeah, he might go back to school, which we haven't had like anybody do that yet. So it'd be about time because everybody's coming out and saying like, yeah, I'm entering the draft. Yeah, I'm Didn't somebody draft. else say that? Didn't somebody, was it Devante Smith for Alabama? Devonta Smith was the other one that's decided to go back. Is he going back for sure? I thought he said he's going back. It, he... That's the reports right now, but we've had a couple guys where, like, it's been it was reported that DeAndre Swift is coming out, which everyone expects that to happen. But then today he was like, "Hey, I haven't made my decision yet. Everybody's reporting before I've actually decided." In reality, he probably has decided. But all of these guys are kind of wanting. Uh, I was talking about with Jared Wackerly today. These guys are wanting to control their own narrative. They don't want people reporting the stuff. They want to get to control that. So it'll be interesting to see who who does declare and who doesn't declare. Um, but so far, most of the names that you would expect, and even some of the ones that are like, really, he declared? Like, you know, Anthony McFarlane, I thought for sure he was going to go back. He's come out. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys like that. So so could you make an argument then, like, argue, for argument's sake, like it's maybe it is the time to sell a pick now because maybe you could get more for it now? I don't. I don't think so, um, because what's going to happen, and, and actually, you're the one that reminds me of this more than anything else, there's still only so many spots. So when we see that NFL draft, there's only going to be, you know, six or seven legitimate running back spots where they have a good chance to start in the near future. There's only going to be, 
you know, seven or eight wide receivers that are in like really good landing spots and are also uber talented. Like, so even though, you know, the, the tiers might normally be after like four and after like eight, they might be a little longer now. So it might be after like seven and after the first round. So it might be slightly longer tiers, but there's still only so many NFL starting spots that I think I would still be waiting for that excitement to build with the combine and with the, the NFL draft when we find out where everyone's going. Yeah, excitement, grow in tears, be a grower, not a shower. Yeah. yeah. Is that how that the saying goes? <clears throat> be a grower, not a shower? Well, how's that go? I, I don't know. I guess. I heard that I heard that before. Yeah. I'm a I'm a grower, not a shower. Yeah, that's a saying. Is that's, it? Yeah, that's a thing. It sounds pretty stupid saying out loud though. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Disregard that. I'm gonna edit that out of the podcast. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so so, yeah, and you got to be careful, too. Like, even, like, a guy like Kerryon Johnson, who I like a lot, mm-hmm. right? Like, if I have one – like, I saw you put a tw- poll out there on Twitter, and people were like, oh, it's going to take pick 1-5 to 1-8 for me. Yeah. Like, I'd rather have 1-5 than Kerryon. Yeah. I like Kerryon. Like, I'd rather – even though Kerryon's only 22, so it's not like you're looking at age that much. But it's right. like – Yeah, he is one of the younger guys. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, at the same time, like, oh, I, I can get a little – I'm going to talk a lot about Kerryon. Yeah, we'll do that next episode. Nerd. So, maybe – We'll see. But, I mean, I guess for take-wise, like, if you want to carry on for me, like, that's why I'd – like, I'm not giving him up for, like, a late first. I'd rather just have carry on, you sure. know? So, I guess it does make sense. Like, what would it take? I'm not buying for that price, but I'm not giving him up for anything less. Right. I guess. So, yeah, it's, I'm only taking a, a proven player for a 2020 draft. Like, a proven player that I like, right? Like, Tyler Lockett, you know, for a, a, a good first. Um, <laughs> a running back – and most of these running, I mean, what nobody's gonna give you a ru- good running back for one of these first round picks now, not today. No, no. And there's only, shoot, there's only a handful of running backs that I wouldn't deal at the moment. Like, there's, I mean, like I, I shouldn't say that. I'd be willing to deal any of them, but actively, like I'm looking to actively trade almost any running back I have outside of that tier of like the top seven or eight guys. I'm like actively trying to trade a lot of these guys because they're not all going to lose their jobs, but there's a decent amount of them that are going to lose their jobs. Like it's very real possibility that Marlon Mack loses his job. James Conner, we've been talking about these guys right, for a right. while. So like I am actively pursuing like, Hey, would you want a high second for one of these guys? Because I know soon it's, it's out the window. Oh, me and Matt talked about it last week. If I can get a very high second for Marlon Mack, I'm oh, all over it. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. If I can get a high second for James Conner, <laughs> I'm doing it yep. like two, three. I bet for James Conner, you could probably get a little bit more. And and the Marlon Mack argument's easy because it's, it's, I, I said it last week on the podcast. It's, he's a guy that only rushes the ball. And if they get a true three down back, he doesn't have a real, he doesn't have like a, a skill set that they can use. You nope. know what I mean? He's just like a fill in guy. He goes right. from starter. He gets most of the reps on first and second down to a guy that just comes in situationally. Yeah. And, and and that's not fantasy relevant at all. No, he's a one-dimensional, in-between-the-tackles talent, and that's right. it. And he's easily replaceable. Look for Indy, who, one, has the second-most cap in the league and actually, you know, actually dressed the cap, the draft, by a running back as well. So, yeah, Marlon Mack's gone, James, like, all those guys. Like, yeah, anybody that's not, like, what you would consider elite, like – the Nick Chubb range, right. like and these Ronald Jones guys. Yeah, I mean, like they're they're Arizona, gone. Kansas City running backs are gone. The Houston Texans running backs are probably going to be a, well. They don't have any picks, 
So they might they might still be around, but but, but you, you can know, get you can get a useful running back in the third fourth round. You know what I mean? It's true, and especially I, in this I class. Think they have a fourth rounder, right? I don't know. And there have, should be a rule they have Duke to keep. Duke Johnson will play his role there, and then like I said, maybe they maybe they they'll but they'll, they'll be the team that goes out and signs a guy. So maybe they get Kenyon Drake on a cheap scene when he did there in sure. Arizona. Maybe they can get Melvin Gordon for um, a price tag that's not. Absor- you know, Arizona is another place that probably. I mean, and Miami is another place that's going to need a running back. So there's plenty of there's holes, yeah, that that need to be filled. San Francisco might quite possibly looking for a, a running back via yep. the draft. Oh, absolutely. Uh, as good as Singletary's looked at times, Buffalo could could easily take a running back. They could definitely take a running back. So there's a lot yeah. of. T- I think, I think where we started from the beginning of the year till now, like oh, there's only so many spots for these running backs. When I, the when the Jets get rid of Le'Veon Bell, they're going to need a running what, back. Uh, it's possible. Yeah. So I they feel like there's Gase, but you know. I feel like the running back landscape next year is going to change drastically because yep. not only will more teams need running backs, I think there's going to be a lot of people drafted a little bit higher, like third, fourth round. Which if you get drafted in the third or fourth round of the NFL draft, that's you're they're looking to use you. Like, Montgomery was taken in the third round this year, David Montgomery. Yeah. So to me, there's going to be some running backs where the running back is there, and they're going to take a running back in the third round that we like, and they're going to be like, oh, okay. I know where this is going. Yeah. Sell now. Like our sell when we do our sell episode after the draft and how how the landscapes change and what players used to sell, it's gonna be just long list of running backs. backs. We're hoping you already sold, because I I mean, honestly, unless it's like a concrete like we know Barkley's not going anywhere. Right. You know, we know CMC's not if it's not one of those guys like Feel free to trade him. Devontae Freeman. Oh, Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Atlanta's oh, definitely taking a back somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it's there's there's probably more teams that need backs now that we. <laughs> right? I honestly wouldn't be surprised if there were uh, only ten teams that have the exact same running back this year or next year as they do this year. And I'm curious either because of free agency or the draft. And I'm curious to see you know the the, the running backs that are hitting the free agent market. Are they going to have just a totally cold market? All, the, all you know, like like Melvin Melvin Gordon's gonna be sitting out there hoping to get what ten million dollars a year, twelve million dollars a oh, year. Oh, that would be he'd be he'd probably be thrilled. There's no friggin' chance he's gonna be sitting out there half the season trying yep. to get that amount. You know what I mean? Because there's just gonna be such an influx of young talent through the draft that these GMs are gonna find no need to do that. Yep. They're not gonna need to go out there and, and pay any running back that amount. Yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see how all this shakes out. I mean, this happened on, with the safety market like two years ago. Yep. Like there was a bunch of safeties. So many good ones into like the third and fourth week of the season, they were just still out there, and, right. and it's because they were all just sitting there trying to get paid. Let's let's go through this. You ready? Okay. Let's see how many teams. The say the let's go with a, the odds are slightly better than fifty percent. So fifty one, they get a, they they at least draft a running back higher up, like high enough Top to compete. Four rounds. Top four rounds. Okay. okay. Ready? New England. Uh, I yeah. can see that. Yeah, for sure. Bills? Yeah. Yes. Jets? Yeah. 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 Dolphins? Yeah. Absolutely. So that whole division. So that whole division. Could potentially. Could so that's four. So, we're, so right now we're four four. Ravens? Yeah. I can see that. Yes. Steelers? Yes. Yes. Browns? No. 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 Bengals? Probably no. not. Probably not. No. Texans? They, well, they don't have a pick at the first. Joe Mixon's looked really good lately, by the He's way. He's looked very good. <laughs> Again, it was never the talent. It was a situation. I know. We don't need to get into that. I just I just had to put it in there. I said it for offensive for line much take the whole Geis, season to gel. For as much as Geis hate as I've gotten, he's just done significantly better than Duke Johnson. That's wow, all I'm saying. One out of 12 ain't bad. Uh, <laughs> Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee Titans? Yes. Possible. They're gonna, 
They yeah. need to get somebody to get, like they De- were, Deion Lewis is glue factory. Yeah, yeah. To so the probably they're not drafting somebody to replace Derrick Henry, but they're going to draft somebody. Okay, yeah, I and I, I can see that guy being a pass catcher back overtakes Derrick Henry. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so Derrick Henry, Hater. yes, yes, and, te- and Texans. Let's say let's say yes to the Texans, even though they don't have a top three. They're, they're going to have a new four, running back. Probably. We have a new running back, so that's eight. Okay, Colts. Yes, we okay. could see. Yeah, for Nine. sure. Jacksonville. No, no, no. Okay, Chiefs. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Oakland, that's, t- no. that's ten, right? That's ten. I think so. Uh, Oakland, no, no. Broncos, yes, yes. Chargers, yes, yes. Cowboys, no, no. Eagles, no, no. Giants, no, no. Redskins, huh. yes, yes. I would say yes, yes. Packers, no. Yeah, I would say top four rounds. Aaron Jones yes. looks too good. I'm sorry. I'm re- at times. At times, he looks too. Matt, what say you? You're a tiebreaker. He, almost all of his fantasy points are in like three games. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised. It would disappoint me a little bit, but I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Vikings? No. No. Bears? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. There's other holes they need to yeah. fill. Lions? I would uh, say yes. I would say probably not. I'm. I would I would lean say, yes. I would say probably not. To be honest, <clears throat> I feel like I guess he's, they're going to get somebody like that because for Karen's the offset, like kind of like with the almost exactly what the Vikings did with Madison. You know what I mean? Which Madison was taken in the third round. I know. But we're going to talk about so that. So that would qualify. Teaser. For what it's worth. Okay. All right. Okay. So Saints? I could see them drafting a guy. I, I could too. Okay. Because, because I mean, now they won't be the feature back per se, right. but yeah. So let's not count the Saints because okay. they have Kamara. Okay. okay. This is the first shit. They'll draft the guy, but he's going to overtake Kamara, most likely. Okay. Correct. Okay. Buccaneers? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Falcons? Uh, yes. Panthers? No. 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 Seahawks? No. Probably not. 49ers? Yes. Rams? Yeah. Rams, yes. <sighs> oh, I'm torn on this one because they did. I mean, Gurley, Brown, and Henderson are all there. Brown won't be there. Brown's uh, was just a one-year deal. He's up. But, Henderson's- but Gurley and Henderson are not. Okay. I'm but, gonna say no. I say yeah. I say yes. Okay. And then the Cardinals. Planning for the future. Cardinals. Yes. That's twenty one damn teams. Okay. This twenty twenty class is coming at the right time. This landscape is gonna change. Yep. Sell everybody. Sell them all. Sell them all. Sell them all. Let God sort them out because this is ridiculous. They're all getting replaced. Yep. They're all getting replaced. Every running back that's getting drafted this year, you're going to be in the third round of your rookie draft, drafting starting running backs. It's going to be fantastic. I got so much blood flow going on. Just went from six to midnight reading that list because I am it's excited. Crazy. Like all my teams that have these running back holes are like, oh, I'm going to get so much better. And then it's like, if I have a receiver hole, like, oh, this is great. All these running backs are going to push down all these good receivers because there's some good receivers in this draft. And, like, if I need a tight end, like, people are going to completely forget about the tight ends because there's so many receivers and running backs. <laughs> I'm going to get anything I want. And then if I definitely need a rece- quarterback in one of these, like, single QB leagues, get I'm going to Dr- get Gerald Burrow <laughs> in the fourth round of the draft. Man, his class is looking good. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun offseason. So this, this might just, like, even put up, like, more value of, like, okay, don't worry about these first, right? Uh, start offloading these guys. We mentioned like Marlon Max for, you know, build up your second, a second, build up those and seconds. third. Then you get seconds and third because there's going to be some really good value there at the end of the second round. Like three guys that were taken in the third or later in almost every draft I saw Terry McLaren, 
uh, Preston Williams and Darius Slayton. Almost all of those guys were third round or later. So if you do your homework, and especially if you're spending time with us, you're in the film room, those are guys that you can find. Yeah, and this year we're going to, we're actually going to, we usually start right at, we do our rookie breakdowns. When do we usually start those? Uh, we roll it right. I mean, we start doing the senior bowl stuff during the senior bowl and, and, you know, the East West shrine game is kind of like the week before that. And we, and that's kind of when we kick it off, man. So I know this year we're going to get a jump start on all this. All right. Like we had, cause like we're going to, instead of doing like two episodes on running backs, we're going to do like three episodes minimum, maybe four on running backs. We're going to do three episodes on, re- you know, receivers. Yeah. Well, so the good, t- well, the good thing is we have the nerd herd. So we have, we have a, an Double extra, each week. Yeah. we have an extra podcast per week. So. Which is actually nice. Cause then we actually like slow it down a little bit sure. and break yeah. these down, down a little bit more. Um, you can just do five or six an episode as opposed to trying to get 12 in. Yeah. So we know the NFL draft and all those that changes everything. So all those running backs that we mentioned, if we mentioned a team where we think we could, they, they're going to draft a guy. I would definitely look at, unloading right i mean obviously you have a huge hole at running back this is a nice time to get those second third round picks and the more ammo that you have the more swings at the bat the better chance you're going to start having a team that has a lot of depth and you gotta imagine for any one of these teams no matter who they draft they're gonna have some carries so if you're gonna get a rookie that has some talent you're gonna have somebody at least that's viable they may not be the dalvin cook or the Christian McCaffrey, but they're going to be something you can actually use in your standard lineup. Guys, these are guys you're going to get late second round, third round of your draft. And definitely if you have a receiver need, because some of these receivers are going to get pushed back in the second round, there should be this year some really good value at receiver in the second round of this draft. McShay's first round mock draft today came out. He had eight receivers going in the first round. I saw that. Now, one of them was Devonta Smith, which I thought was weird. I thought it was weird too. But, But still, regardless, that shows you there's a ridiculous amount of talent there too. Yeah. So eight receivers. And I'm telling you in this, this draft, we had two this past year. We had yeah, two that's nuts, man. Cause I mean, that's what we're going to be pushing, right? We're going to be like, Hey, you're going to be able to get this year's next year's class in 2021 is going to be deep at receiver. Mm-hmm. So hold off on receiver. So I have a very good feeling. Most drafts are going to go, it's going to be running back heavy in the first, first round five or six significantly. Picks, yeah. Cause they're going to start getting depleted right off the bat. And people are like, Oh, I need one of those guys. And they're going to say, wow, there's going to be some really good receivers here in the second round. I don't have to draft a receiver. So it's going to be running back, running back, attack, running back early. It's just going to push these receivers back to the second round. So I feel like if your need is deeply at receiver, you should be taking that opportunity to look at the move back in this draft. Yep. And sell Late those first, early seconds. Oof. And pick those up. Yep. You know, hey, you have pick four. Uh, hey, what does it take for pick seven? And I, I would try and do that like multiple times. Yeah. Hey, what does it move? What, what, give me your second to move up to four. Oh, okay, cool. All right, uh, from four to seven. Hey, give me your second to move up from 10 to seven. Yeah. Okay, now I got all these seconds at the 10th pick. At the 10th pick, you're probably going to get one of the top three receivers. Still getting Jalen on Ray the board. Or still getting T. Higgins or Henry still Ruggs. Getting, yeah, exactly. You know, CeeDee Lamb, yep. T. Higgins, Jerry Judy. You're going to get somebody, and there's going to be somebody else that's going to be on the board. By the time that comes along, we're going to dig into this draft. Like, wow, I love him. Yep. You know? Happens every year. I mean, early draft, we had Terry McLaurin in the first round of our rookie draft, which is shitty for us because right when it ended, we pushed him in the second. We had Terry McLaurin in our first round for most of the process. Should have kept him there, yeah. Right? Absolutely. I mean, we're one of the few podcasts, and and what people were saying, oh, well, you guys live in Ohio. You guys are Ohio State homers. 
It's my biggest thing that gets on my damn nerves about yeah. this. When like it turns out, Ohio State's really good at football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they put out a lot of good prospects. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. Top receiver right now, Ohio State. One of the top four running backs, Ezekiel Elliott, Ohio State. It blows my mind when people are like, oh, well, the Dynasty Center, you always have to take with their Ohio State players with a grain of salt. It's like, I would never, ever push any Ohio State player up because they simply went to Ohio State. I would never do you remember, that. You remember when people were hyping Mike Weber this offseason for a little bit? Before the NFL draft, people were like, oh, Mike Weber. And we were like, no, Mike Weber's not that good. No. Like, do, we don't like Mike Weber. And Mike yeah. Weber's not good, right? Take Tony Pollard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's been tons of guys that come out um, – uh, Devin Smith, remember him when he went to draft by Jets in the first round, and we're right. like, "Don't draft Devin. Don't draft Devin. That, that, He's a one-trick pony. All he does is run straight down the field." Like, so yeah, that, if anybody ever tells you don't listen to the Nerds podcast when it comes to Ohio State players, they're wrong. They're wrong. We were wrong on Michael Thomas. We didn't bump Michael Thomas up to one. We should have. Should have. We should have. So should have a lot of NFL teams. Yeah, true. I, I will say this about Michael Thomas at the end of the draft process: like, man, there's I have this feeling about Mike Thomas because like, I know he didn't show enough in tape. It wasn't in there, but like, he looks really good. Got those Keyshawn bloodlines. Like, it's gonna go well. But the same thing. I was like, I don't want my Ohio State homerism to go right. go here. That's why, like, right now, I was like, oh, it's gonna be hard to see somebody better than J.K. Dobbins. Like, what? Because you go to Ohio State? Like, no, dude. Look at his good. vision, his burst, his lateral dude, agility. Him and Etn in the same game. I cannot wait Ooh. to watch that game. I'm excited for that too. Oh. I mean, I'm just excited as a whole to get into this rookie class. So we're going to do a way too early 2020 mock draft here in yeah. about, what do you think, maybe like three weeks or so? So it looks like the Senior Bowl is um, end of January, January 25th. So, you know, we can back into kind of some of these things. And then go right into it. So, sure. I mean, right now, I mean, I got to start getting into all my – this is it. Now that the football season yeah. I have to start watching film. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go I, – I only be fair, we should do running backs first this year. Should we do running backs first? Or I don't go? know, man. That Build might be like, suspense. yeah, Too that early. might be that might gra- be grand finale type of stuff right there. Yeah, that might be grand finale stuff. Maybe so we'll do receivers first. We'll bookend it. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's do receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, running backs. Sure. Do it in that order. All subject to change. Yeah. <laughs> we'll probably change our mind next week. Yeah. We're doing running backs first. Screw uh, you guys. <laughs> and, then, and then, mind you, remember this year, like for the last five years, going on five years, we've always had all our rookie content available here. Um, it's been arguably the top rookie content in all podcast form, I would say. I mean, it's probably pretty biased because I don't listen to other podcasts, but it's <laughs> like, it'd be hard to find somebody hard, like, more, how, more detailed on our rookie breakdowns than us. So, um, and how deep we go. It's not just like, Hey, we'll cover the top five running backs. It's like, we're going 30 players, 40 players deep. At, oh, at we're positions. getting them all. It's, it's ridiculous. We do them all. Yeah. I mean, we do them all. Yes, and now that sir. we're doing the nerd herd, we're going to do them all. We're going to go real all. deep. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm like a porn star over here. That's what I'm going in there. So go get um, him, John. But, home. <laughs> yeah, I'm that X rated guy. Mm. Um, so just know this year though, it's gonna be a little different. We're actually going to do like, Half and half. So half will be on the free episode. Half will be on the nerd herd. Half will be on a free, like whatever, wherever we stop, we're going to do the same amount on the nerd herd. So if you're not a herd member, you're going to miss some of that. And then also we're going to use all our nerd herd tape actually too, right? All our dynasty rookie prospect film room. Absolutely. Karen, how many people are on that film room right now? 8,011. Uh, there's, there's a bunch. I don't know the exact number of players. I, I know just, you know, we crossed 200 probably two or three weeks ago. We've probably added another 20 videos since then. Uh, and we even put out a tweet a couple weeks ago asking some people that you're looking for. So, like, we've added some more Jordan Love. Like, I just put a Jordan Love one in there today. 
um, some guys that we might not have had quite as much on. And then even, you know, Jared and Brian and I have been talking. We're like, hey, here's some guys that aren't getting talked about as much, but they got invited to the Senior Bowl, so let's try to get some more tape on them. And Jordan Love being one of those guys that's has accepted a bid uh, yeah. or invitation there. Yep, absolutely. So I think we got two or th- two or three up on him, and uh, I got one more in the queue that will get up here soon. And so there, it's just a bunch of guys like that that, you know, might not be even talked about much, but what's going to happen is you're going to hear their name come out at some point because supposedly they run a really fast 40 or they have a great senior bowl or blah, 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 blah. And be like, oh man, where do I go to find them? Our goal is to make sure that we have at least a few videos of all of these guys. And by the time that the NFL draft comes, we're going to have four, five, six on everybody drafted. Yeah, it's going to be the biggest database of player film you're going to find. And it's only going to get better because... Well, the guys that don't declare or the guys that we have from the 21 or 22 class that we already have video cut-ups of, those aren't going away. It'll just be a bigger library of, of film. So over the next couple of years, you'll have, oh, I got three videos of this guy from 19, but I have four from 20 and five from 2021. And now you have all these years to look at of their tape. And, and, you, and that's a great point because when you get a chance to see a guy improve, you know, if you have more than one year's worth of tape. Because, I mean, there's guys that have drastic drastic improvements just from, you know, week one to week right. 10, you know, in the college football season. So to see him over a three-year span is really going to be helpful. And we just talked about a player earlier, J.K. Dobbins for Ohio State. Yep. Really good last year, fantastic yep. this year. I mean, he looked really good this last year, but this year he looks like a different running back. Oh, it's, it, it's, it's insane. It, it, he's just a complete – Running back, and I can't again right now. Where I see the consensus of guys that I respect, they have they all have about JK. I've seen, I think Jared Wackerly has him as his one one. JK, uh, he has Cam Akers as his one one, it's now, one one, but he has he has Dobbins as two. I have Dobbins at two as well, but I have Swift at one now. Okay, so I can't wait. To, and I've seen him anywhere from two to about four to five. And a lot yeah, of, and I, I haven't seen too many people rankings. have him much lower than, than that, that, that five, six range. And, you know, I've seen Cam Akers like lately. I haven't watched any Cam Akers film, film, like take a huge, like he's the talk, you know, so we have Cam Akers. We have DeAndre Swift. We have Travis Etienne. Jonathan we have Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. We have JK Dobbins as from the elite tier. That's five guys. That's the elite tier for almost everybody. That's kind of that, that elite tier. Then you have, yeah, you have that next tier of if Chuba comes out, he would be in that tier. Kylan Hill, um, you have uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, another guy that's soaring up, and some people actually have him in the elite tier is Najee Harris from Alabama. He's looked really good this oh, she's year. Oh, running back. Uh, oh yeah, Clyde, Clyde edwards uh, He's been he's been a surprise. I actually I'm grading out my tape this year, and his grade was a lot better than I expected it to be going in. And I'm like. I actually really like this kid a lot. Has some Ray Rice vibes, not not in the bad way, but you know he has some <laughs> some, some Ray Rice vibes um, to his game. So it's, dude, it's it's fun. What about the guy like Eno Benjamin? How did how did he do this year? Eno Benjamin kind of had a little bit of a down season this yeah. year, um, but the raw skills are still there. He's very elusive. His lateral agility is is really special kind of reminds me of a poor man's shady mccoy in that sense he's not going to run a very good 40 it's going to be more like the mid four fives to low four sixes probably but really really good hands too so i mean it could be a situation where he gets drafted by the chiefs in the third round and even though he might have been my ninth ranked running back 
all of a sudden he's much more interesting because of that pass catching ability in that specific offense. And that's what's going to change the most. And when we do our rookie breakdowns, we don't we just do them in like a consensus kind of order we go down. It's yeah. not locked in. Then after the NFL draft is when we actually rank them right. in order. We like to these are all just rookie breakdowns. You know, like why what do we like? What don't we like? It's literally just breaking down each player and giving you as much information on this player as possible, what we like about them, what we don't. Sometimes in the process, we like, ooh, there's a player I like. And then we watch the film. We're like, uh, no I thanks. didn't like him as much you as I mean? thought I did. Yeah. There's a guy we were like, uh, on. And then we watch the tape. We're like, oh, my God, I love this guy. And then after the NFL draft is when we rank him because there's no sense. Even now, there's no sense for, you know, it's it's fun to look at dynasty rookie rankings. But nothing. They're ma- going to change. It's irrelevant times. until after the NFL draft. It really is. It, it's it, it's it, completely irrelevant. It's just a list of names at this point. It is. But it's also... I say it's completely irrelevant. It's I always like to do this. I like to look at the list of names right after the season, right? Like, oh, what are the early guys they like? Like the early mock. We, we say when we do the early mock drafts, way too early mock drafts. I like to see the guys that are there now because that's pretty much based off everything in college, right? And then I like to look at after the combine, after the NFL draft, and then readjust because then sometimes you can always find players that are now going like late sec- second, like, okay, He's going late second now, but dude, three months ago, four months ago, they had him like one six. Right. Like, what happened? Like, he was good enough then. What happened now? And sometimes you can find good value there. Yeah. So, going outside of this, so I know we were talking about general dynasty strategy and whatnot. And then, you know, it's probably my fault because I love the draft so much. And we veered off into we the veered draft. off real, real quick. Uh, but one of the things we were talking about before we got in or before the show even is how much for you guys does coaching changes, whether that would be the head coach or offensive coordinators, how much does that change your opinions of these players going into the off season, whether you're trying to maybe be sneaky and buy a few more or sell some of these guys, does that have a big, does that change much for you or is it, is it not, does that not really do much? I mean, it largely, it's a, it's a huge. It has a huge effect on on how I view players. I mean, there's only there's only a, a handful of people that I think are 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 bulletproof when it comes to who's who's calling plays and and what kind of offense they're in. So yeah, I mean, you know, like a guy like Stefanski um, up there in Minnesota. In Minnesota, um, if if he ends up getting a head coaching gig somewhere, you know, I, I'm very interested in in the players where, where he goes. Because I like the offense. It's a it's a Gary Kubiak slash, you know, Kyle Shanahan esque type of offense. And to me, those are the kind of offenses that you want to follow around and be part of for your for, you know, as much of your fantasy pie as you can get. You, you right. know, you want as, as many slices in those kind of offenses as possible. I mean, same thing as, you know, if if another like Andy Reid disciple, you know, shoots off, you know, gets out of his offensive coordinator seat and gets a head coaching job somewhere else. Those are the kind of things that perk up my attention. And, and, and really those are the kind of the, the players that, you know, might be sneaky buys, you know, like if a guy underperformed a running back underperformed the previous year, but then he ends up in Stefanski's offense, I would look to look for that player to have a boost, especially if Stefanski keeps him and likes him. Yeah. So. I know that was kind of, you know, uh, as uh, Bruce Arians came back this offseason, you know, that was kind of a big boost because I think even even the most staunch Jameis Winston truthers were kind of like, eh, 
I don't know about Winston. And then as soon as Arians got there, all of a sudden that changed the narrative for Winston very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a mixed result because it's sure. still Winston, you know, throwing a, a, a bunch of picks, but he's also thrown for a ton of yards and a right. ton of touchdowns. So it, it's been it's been a little bit of a mixed bag, um, I think, for the NFL team. But for, for the most part, fantasy owners have been pretty happy. Yeah. yeah, I usually stand by and just wait for Matt to give me advice on this because Matt's always been really good at, uh, you know, hey, this guy does not fit, fit this system. Uh, this isn't going to work here. This is going to work that because Matt's usually more in tune than I am mm-hmm. when it comes to that. So Matt's always aware of like, oh, this is a system he runs. This player is not going to do good. This is this player will do good just because of the system he runs. I'm like, oh, okay, I take notes of that. I don't really ever get – it always means something. I, like Matt said, like there's only so many players that over – like they overcompensate for that because they're just too talented where it's not going to matter. So when we get a new t- coaching change, say for what, you know, in Washington, you know, Terry McLaren's still going to be good. It doesn't yeah. matter who goes out there. Dwayne Hassan's still going to be the quarterback. It doesn't matter who goes out there. Well, I, I, I was going to say, I was going to say, at least next year, it, for sure. could get Josh Rosen. I, I don't think that will happen. They won't have a high enough draft pick. I don't think that. I don't think that'll happen. I think he'll get another year. I think whoever they hire is going to be hired under the guise that hey, you have to work with this guy. You know, try right. you know get the best out of this guy. But I think it matters for his development who they yeah. hire. You oh, know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. I mean they they have the third pick right now, so I mean they they could take a Herbert or they could take a two or it's I don't think that's going to happen. Dan Snyder ain't letting that happen. He ain't, he ain't wasting those draft picks. I don't I'm think sorry. so either. One of the other things that I I think is starting to influence me a little more than it has in the past is uh, some of these offensive coordinators and their schemes specifically for the tight end. Like you look at specifically Austin Hooper this year. Dirk Cotter came in there did great, did wonders for Hooper. But he had left Tampa Bay, and look what's going on with O.J. Howard and Cameron Bright. You know, they had terrible seasons. And so I, I wonder how much there's a few that are so good, so elite, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, that they're going to fit in most any scene, any scheme. But I wonder if, if some of these uh, coordinators, guys calling the plays, head coaches, the tight end is more of a product of specific play calling and intentionality and in getting them the ball more so than any other factor. Oh, really. and I think that's for a lot of players even we consider like really good. Like Mark Andrews is a really good tight end, but that system also schemes for tight ends. So, right. you know, we look at Mark Andrews as a really good t- tight end because he's getting the targets, he's getting the catches, he's being used, he's producing, he's a right. t- he's doing good for your fantasy team. So, like you mentioned, O.J. Howard had a high upside for statistics last year. I don't have them in front of me. They're all pointing to like a great breakout. 2019 season yeah. breakout because they're all leading to that point. And then we have this year and it's colossal dud. So and, and and Bruce Arians historically has, never has used, not looked at the tight has end. Never used a tight end in his offense to a high you know to a high volume anyway. So which, I think that should have been pointed to that if you looked at the coaching change. So. But at the same time, it's like sometimes you can confuse. That's why we always say when these players change teams, it's not always a good thing because, yeah, they're really good there, but that's because they're, they're in the system. And system does mean a lot. I mean, look at Odell Beckham Jr. I know he's been banged up in Cleveland as well with that the, uh, the hernia or the sports hernia. sports hernia strain too. But at the same time, it's like, okay, you know, he's not being used correctly in Cleveland. So right there, he's just not producing at a high level because of the offense that he is in. You know, yeah. so it doesn't matter. Sometimes you can be a really good player and you're just in a bad system for your skill set or you're just an average player. And that skill set makes you look like a pro bowl player. 
Todd Gurley with uh, with Jeff Fisher. You remember that that one season where everybody's like, was Todd Gurley a bust? Is he the next Trent Richardson? Blah, blah, blah. McVay comes in there, and they're like, oh, no, he still is incredible. 1-1 one, one dynasty. Yeah. Look at Adam Gase. Adam Gase is a fantasy football destroyer. He really he is. He is Godzilla walking around, smashing buildings, blowing fire on your hair. You need hair, okay? Everyone. You need it. Yeah. If you don't have it, you know that you miss it. Don't lie. <laughs> you miss it. So, like, you, Adam Gase, you know, Kenyon Drake, destroyed him. Destroyed. Ryan Tannehill. Killed him. Looking pretty good. Oh, Devontae Parker. Remember, fantasy football bust. First round, he's terrible, blah, blah, blah. He's getting he's getting benched for coach's decisions. No reasons. Oh, Adam Gase leaves town. Four-year contract extension. Producing like a wide receiver. One Dude's been starting on my fantasy team since week seven. Like, it's been incredible. Right? So, like, coaching matters. It does. Look at the Browns. Coaching matters. Coaching matters, yeah. Look at the Jets. Coaching matters. The best thing to do is be one and done with Gase. And that way it upticks Sam Darnold's career. Because Sam Darnold, to me, is too good of a prospect not to do that, too. That they draft a good receiver. But it's like, so Matt's right. OJ, you know, Ari- Bruce Arians. Okay, don't use his tight ends. Adam Gase. Don't use any of his players. Freddie Kitchens. Don't use any of his players. Except Unless it's Nick Chubb. But, but Nick Chubb is so good, he overcomes. He does. You know what I mean? Like, Nick Chubb like would when be you, good in almost any scheme. It is a privilege he to can, watch Nick Chubb right. run the ball every week. He can week. make hay with 15 carries a game yep. when he should be getting 20 to 25. Like it's it's ridiculous. Oh, over the last few, few after the la- over the last 3 weeks the most carries guy was 17. He got 17, 15 and 16. Ridiculous. Uh but Nick Chubb's like a privilege to watch. It doesn't matter where he goes, he's going to be good. Yep. It doesn't matter where he is. Like there's a lot of there's some, you know Leonard Fournette would be probably most likely good no matter where he goes. They stacked a box for versus that guy. Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, guys like Christian McCaffrey, they're going to be good no matter where they go. But then guys like Aaron Jones might be scheme specific. Yep. Right. So hey, you give you give Adam Gase Aaron, Aaron Jones and you're going to be like oh this is like running back forty nine or like Chris Carson. I mean that dude just he needs to get like twenty five carries a game. Yeah. And he's getting them. So so he's he's another great relevant. example. Yeah. Like he's fantasy relevant stri- strictly because of the system he is. He's a good running back, but he's scheme specific. Maybe, in maybe we offense. need to do a show on that in the off season of like hey here's all the coaching moves. Here's all the new coordinators. Here's what their history is. Doesn't mean it will happen. But just keep an eye on these tendencies throughout their career. No, we'll, and, we'll histor- and historically, we do that. Once once the coaching carousel you know comes to a halt and everyone's yeah. got jobs, we, we kind of go, hey, these good fit, bad fit. You know, this is the scheme he's bringing, and these are the, the ramifications for your players. Yeah. And we'll do it after NFL draft. You know, same thing after the draft, after the NFL free agency. Okay, who's more valuable? Who's less valuable? Right. And sometimes that move is when we say who's more valuable, who's less valuable, it's because they brought somebody else in, which hurts somebody else's value. Right. So it doesn't make that player more valuable. It just makes the other player less, less valuable. valuable. Yeah. Uh, it can roll down. Just so there's a lot going to change this offseason. A lot. New coaches, a new influx of players. The running back landscape is going to change drastically. Some teams are going to be making cuts all over the league. There always yep. is surprise cuts. So, oh, especially th- with some of these contracts. Yep. I, it's, it's safe to argue this is going to be the biggest shakeup in dynasty fantasy football we've ever seen. It really, it really could be these it's, these next two classes. Um, there's going to be a lot of guys losing their jobs. There's going to be a lot of guys losing their jobs. Yeah, I mean, and the way the way the NFL, you know, when they redid the the labor agreement years and years ago, they basically got rid of the the middle class. So it's it's these young guys they're coming in, and it's like if if you're getting paid top dollar, 
you might you might lose a job just because of that. You're getting you know paid what too I mean? Much, yeah. yeah, you're just getting paid too much. People can't keep you, and and boom, we're just going to get this younger, cheaper guy, and that's that's kind of the route the NFL is going right now. And you weren't here last week, Garrett. That's why I said before the time when you guys were arguing me with like Darius Guy saying, "Okay, he had his good game, sell now." I don't want a running back that has injury problem, like knee injury problems, repetitively every year, and then just to get good value because next year this draft class is going to be it's going to be a replaceable again you just wanted to run I did I did in. I did cuz you brought up Joe Mixon earlier so I was right on that one you were right on I was never even wrong on Mixon so I don't care well you you pick you picked Duke Johnson to have more points who has more points definitely Joe Mixon probably definitely Joe Mixon he's he's up to running back 15 actually who's got more points Joe Mixon or Darius Geis Joe Mixon. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh I mean uh Duke Johnson Duke Johnson Darius Geis I only answer one question at a time. Okay, fair, <laughs> fair. It is political season right now, um, so we got a lot to get into this off season. Next year, next week, we're going to break it down with the first annual ever Dynasty Awards. I'm excited about that. Uh, some good topics, you know, like who who's the best quarterback in the league, Nick Baker. Right, that's going to be a tough. There's a couple good choices. Be a tough Baker you know? Minshew. Buddha Buddha Baker mustache. <laughs> Buddha Baker. Yeah, I think you probably throw the ball over the mountains. No, no, there'd be no questions like that, you know. But we might, we'll have a couple, we'll have a, good, a couple of good topics, and you're yeah. like most handsome quarterback in the league. Ooh, Jimmy right? Garoppolo. Yeah, you, you got Tom Brady. Ooh, you got Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, Tom, Tom probably still has it. You think he still got it? I think so. I don't know. Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty damn handsome. You see that guy? Yeah, he's a handsome fellow. Good looking dude. Yes, I, I haven't seen his wife though. I know Giselle's pretty smoking. That's that's a fair point. So that is well, if it comes to a wife, I mean. <laughs> I'm just saying, handsome guys get handsome girls. Um, <laughs> Giselle's super handsome. Math I mean, checks out. Wait, what about Justin Verlander? I don't know. Oh yeah, good point. He's got a smoking hottie. Yeah, he's married to Kate Upton. You think he's you think he's a super handsome fella? No, he just throws fastballs. No, he's probably a really cool dude though. Yeah, he must be. He seems like it. I'm a person that believes in personality. Personally, that's personality. me. I'm a personality guy. You are a personality guy. For hot, <laughs> for hot people. <laughs> that was such a subtle dig. That was so good. So uh, yeah, we got a lot. We have a so as as we enter officially the 2020 off season. The point of this story is we have a lot of work to do. A lot of work. Dynasty fantasy football is 365 days a year, and we started this with what do you like to do right after the season started ends right you want to be that guy that stays stagnant and it's not making moves or getting ready to set yourself up when you stay stagnant that means you're not moving you're not making your team better and with all the upheaval coming that might be a real bad idea it's, it, coming. it's a good chance john snow to start looking ahead here and start moving as many running backs as you can and start just start laying some groundwork you know let people yep. let people know that you're open for business because like most off seasons, this one's just gonna be a little bit more of some work and studying and putting yourself in the best position to not only dominate the off season when it comes to free agents and players that are available in other people's leagues, because at the same time that you're doing this and making players available, other teams should be doing this as well, which does not mean you shouldn't be a buyer. Because there's gonna be some value on players too, because when there's a when the market's flooded with players it's going to lower some of the price. So we have a lot of work to do. I'm ready to get started here. I'm going to start watching tape here this week. And uh, the good thing is we're going to be here with you along the way. And hopefully we can do what we have done for the last five years 
And that's put you in the best position. So when by the time, the, what do we got, about nine months? About nine months from now, when the 2020 season kicks off, you're in the best position possible to dominate your league. And it doesn't matter if they got those teams we mentioned earlier with Tyreek Hill and Mike Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins because we're going to help you. We're going to help. We're going to help you set be set up. Build that from the ground up. Take that down. You know, because you could change your, your you could change your team a lot this offseason. Absolutely, they change everywhere. Don't worry about a team that looks good on paper. Look for a team that's going to get it done, and we're going to hold your hand, all three of us, on one hand. It's gonna be a really good photo. That's gonna be warm. So my hand, warm. My hands get really hot. Real sweaty. Yeah, <laughs> my palms are sweaty. Mom's spaghetti. So Mom's let's get into it next week. Uh, we're about to jump into uh, the nerdhood episode, and the nerdhood episode this week we're gonna be talking third year breakout players. Maybe some guys that we like to take a step forward in uh, 2020. Maybe not a giant step, and maybe a baby step for some of them because we looked ahead. Most of the third-year guys have already taken a big step forward uh, and solidified themselves. Or here. they look like complete poop sandwiches. Yeah, giant turd sandwich here. No. They're, they're, them, Bishop Rank here in the car, <laughs> right next to Samaj P. Ryan, waving, at, waving a lot of people to come in here. So. Uh, there's not a lot of guys to talk about here, but we got a couple guys. And there's a couple. I, there's one guy I'm specifically I can't wait to talk about. Can't wait. Karrion Johnson. Hot take. There's a really good receiver, too. But until then, we'll be back next week. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to hear the episode, all you got to do is join the Nerd Herd for the price of a cup of coffee a month. This is a time where if you've been waiting, you've got to join. You've got to join Nerd Herd now because this is where you know, all the important stuff is coming. You want to be able to follow along when we're talking about guys, right? Specific film games. room. Yeah. Yes. Information is key. It is key. It's key to go into college. It's key to get a new job. It's the more information you have at your hands. It doesn't mean you have to agree with us, but the more information that you have at your hands is going to put you in the best position possible. The first round of this year's rookie draft is going to be easy because there's going to be so much talent there. But you're not here to dominate just the first round of your rookie draft. You're here to dominate every round of that rookie draft. When you come away after listening to our podcast for most years, getting really good players in the second, third, and even the fourth round, when you get guys like Garrett was talking about, Preston Williams, Darius Slayton, Terry McLaurin in the third, fourth, and fifth round, those are the kind of moves that set you up to dominate your leagues for years to come. And this is Dynasty Fantasy Football, and we're here to dominate our leagues for years to come. The more information you have, the better position you're going to be in. These are the moves you're going to have to make to set yourself up for success. There's going to be no better time than this year to dominate a rookie draft, not with just your first-round pick, but with your second, third, and fourth. And there's going to be value there. And there's going to be some guys that other people are going to tell you you should be drafting, and there's going to be some casual dynasty rookie ranking lists that are going to have these guys there every year. We mentioned them, Samaj P. Ryans, guys like that. They're going to be on this list. There are people saying, hey, Take this guy in the first round, and we're going to say no, no, no. And for the most part, we've had about a 75% hit rate on those players that we tell you not to take, more so even than the guys we tell you to do take. Um, I would say we've been probably more right on a guy saying just stay away from them than we've even been wrong on guys. Um, even then, I think the biggest miss ever has been Juju, right? Um, we were down on DK Metcalf a little bit there, but his 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 book's not completely written yet. Um, He's had a fine season, but it's – it's, it's it's better than I thought it would be. Yeah, um, it has been. But even Juju, look at Juju right now. Not looking good. And there's a chance, we're talking about a guy uh, like James Washington next week. I mean, there's a chance Juju could be overtaken. There's a chance. He's not been locked up long term. If James Washington and Deontay Johnson take a big step forward next year, 
there's a chance. There's a chance. So let's do it. Let's do it together. Let's let's get this 2020 offseason and let's do it right. And let's make sure we get in 2020 with a dominant, dominant dynasty team. It's a lot of Ds. This is Dick Dotson signing off. Adios.